This is Salon Mix. I'm Salon's managing editor, Erin Keen. Last week, Salon's executive editor, Andrew O'Hare, sat down with PJ O'Rourke, the author, political satirist, and diehard Republican who describes himself as one of the few intentionally humorous conservatives. O'Rourke's new book is called How the Hell Did This Happen? The Election of 2016. Andrew and PJ dig into some possible answers and discuss the international rise in populism, conspiracy theories, the uncertain future of the conservative movement, and what would need to happen before we see a Trump impeachment. Now, you, you've, you've been, you know, not exclusively identified with, with the Republican Party. And let me say that one of the things I've always respected about you is you've never failed to call out people on the conservative side. Yeah either because you felt they were hypocrites or when you thought that they were, you know, pandering uh, to the audience and both of the, both of those Most often I'd up. say when I, when I found them to be uh, tapping into an unpleasant populism with the, uh, you know, uh, the f- system is fixed, uh, I, I need right. a strong man, uh, and it usually is a man. What tends to go with that is uh, scapegoating and xenophobia. Right. Uh, which are, you know, can be exactly the same thing. But, you know, they, it's, uh, you know, it's listening to certain parts of the, and I don't mean the alt-right, you know, forget about them, you know, the, the, them and their uh, Ku Klux Klan bed sheets. I always figure they're such knuckleheads, they probably can only find fitted sheets and floral patterns. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no, I'm talking about, you know, sort of the Pat Buchanan branch yeah. Of, of, yeah. of conservatism. And when it hues towards the ugly populism, um, I get sweaty. Well, and I know that Pat Buchanan views what happened in 2016 as a fulfillment of what you and I probably both saw back in 1992, his famous speech at the Houston Convention, uh, the one that Molly Ivins said uh, would have sounded better in the original German, one of her (laughs) her best lines. One of her best lines. And I know that Buchanan sees what happened this year, whatever that is, 24 years later, as a fulfillment. Is that accurate? No, um, I I, I don't think so, because... um, Pat's a lot of things, but but uh, um, many many even most of which I may disagree with. But he's not stupid. Right. No, definitely not. And he does have a sense of humor. Yes. Which isn't always yes. on view, but he does have a sense of humor. Uh, he actually works and plays well with others much better than. Uh, in fact, I, I you know I, I look on on Trump and I, I, I this takes me back to the less pleasant parts of, of parenting. You know, it's like, honey. Everything that comes into your mind doesn't have to come out your mouth. They're mind words. They're mouth words. You know, and then it's like, no, look, there's good attention and there's bad attention. You don't, you know, just because you're bored doesn't mean you want to drink bleach. You know, and then, yeah, here we are again. So th- all those things bother me. The, the the populism and the scapegoating and the xenophobia mm-hmm. um, bother me. But then there's a, a, a layer of incompetence here. Um, what's your take? We're we're, we're taping this on a, a day after Michael Flynn apparently is. Uh, has attempted to strike a deal to testify about we don't know what for immunity from we don't know what. But w- what's your sense of the so-called Russia scandal right there, right now? Is there fire underneath all that smoke? You know, I, I asked that question. I've got a friend who's, you know, deeply involved in this sort of stuff and who always tells me, I could tell you what I do, but I'd have to bore you to death first. <laughs> so I asked him a, f- a few weeks ago, I said, what is going on? What could possibly Trump possibly be talking about? And that's when I first heard the phrase incidental intercepts. Uh-huh. And he said, the only thing I can imagine, the only possible 
bone that this dog has, you know, uh, would be that there are taps on the bad guys and they pick, incidentally picked up Trump people. To me, I said, well, wait a minute, that means that if Trump is right about, I mean, if he's wrong about this, it's completely, completely shameful. Yeah. But if he's right in, in that he was surveilled, that means his people, or even him, they were talking to some really bad people. So isn't that <laughs> That worse? does seem to be the implication, yeah. Yeah, I mean, isn't, yeah. isn't Trump's accusation, if, if, if there's some truth in Trump's accusation, isn't that actually a worse sign than if there's none? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, yeah. <laughs> Interesting, so, yeah. So, you know, uh, with Flynn, I, I am the uh, son-in-law of a, a career FBI agent, mm -hmm. so I... I uh, I get nearful every now and then about uh, 25 years, New York City organized crime. Wow. When somebody seeks uh, immunity, there is something that they need to be immune from. Yeah. Yes. So Flynn's done something naughty. And this guy was all along, as I, as I certainly read the tea leaves, was a problem for this administration from the beginning. I mean, before before they were even in office, there's all this record of his sort of crazy anti-Islamic views. He was viewed in the in the intelligence community where he worked for many years as kind of a loose cannon who yeah. got forced out. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, no, he, he's he, understood to be a, a conspiracy theorist, or at least that rumor is out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. Well, I don't know. Theorist is something that we would apply to anybody in the Trump administration. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that but, uh, implies a level of yeah, cognition. Conspiracy is, yeah. is something that's always, you know, I mean, being of an age to remember the endless conspiracy theories after President Kennedy was killed. Yeah. Was that a conspiracy, believing in a conspiracy is, is a way of saying, you know, the world is so stupid, even I can understand it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't like to see uh, uh, people who are even liable to sort of conspiracy thinking anywhere near the levers and pulleys of power. I guess, do you have some hope now? Do you have some vision of the Republican Party or the conservative movement in the short term kind of recovering from this? Because no, I don't. I actually think I know that the election of Trump um, and the uh, Republican takeover in Congress makes liberals very uncomfortable, but I think any thinking conservative should be very uncomfortable too because the conservative liberal argument is an argument that always needs to be had um, in every sort of, every form of, of democracy. I mean, there's, you know, it, it, Bill Buckley put it very well when he, he would hear like all sorts of wonderful liberal ideas about how the government could help people and he would say, nice idea, <laughs> nice right. idea. Right. So anyway. Uh, it's just so important that that argument take place in, 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 a, in a democracy. And Trump, and uh, we'll see about the Republican Party, but it looks like they're on board too, to basically discredit and taint all conservative and libertarian ideas um, for a long time out into the future, you know, in, in, in a way that Barry Goldwater did, um, you know, back in, in 64. But of course, now you look at Barry Goldwater and you think, oh, what a wise old man. <laughs> he looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, yeah. we could wish it. <laughs> but, you know, it took conservatism a long time to become credible again um, right. after, after Goldwater's defeat. And fortunately, Goldwater left behind a legacy of sensible thinking about conservative issues that was finally, that Ronald Reagan was able to pick up on. Uh, but here you have somebody who's not going to be looked back on as a wise old man 30 years down the road, you know, and who really, really can spoil it 
ideologically for spoil the conservative yeah. movement. You mm -hmm. mean, so, uh, Absolutely, and and, and then I, I think that 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 that, that he does a, a great disservice to um, liberalism too by drumming up a, a sort of frenzy, right? Um, that that could lead to Bernie, Bernie Sanders winning every seat in the next Congress, you know, which wouldn't probably work very well either, you know. So, so he, he's causing sort of hysteria on the left and shame on the right. And so, you know, this is, hysteria and shame are not a great national combination. I'm envisioning a sort of graphic out of the matrix where we have Congress with every seat occupied by, by, by Bernie. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, yeah. I, I know people very well who would be delighted with that. Well, but, but well, they would for a while. Maybe, maybe for a while. Maybe yeah, for a while. It's yeah, always possible yeah, that the wheels yeah. could come off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That well, that's one of my you know, basic libertarian principles is that uh, you got to be careful no matter where you are on the political scale about building a hugely powerful sort of monster truck True. of government True. because somebody you despise may get behind the wheel, turn that truck around and run you over with it. You know, and, that, and I think you know, one of the problems that we face here, quite aside from Trump, is that uh, really since Abraham Lincoln, too much power has been accumulating in right. the presidency. I would like to see oh, yeah. a little better balance. Oh, yeah. One of the things I've, I've uh, always admired is that you've been willing to call out your own side in addition yeah. to the other side. And I wonder why you think that's so rare. And I'm not exempting leftists from this either, because I do think sanctimony and uh, purely partisan thinking is now found on both sides. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it probably always has been. You know, I mean, people like to think well of themselves. People like absolutes. Yeah. Nobody likes to say, I don't quite know. I'm not sure. I'll have to get back to you on that. We all want yes, no answers, you know, and uh, uh, everybody uh, prefers true-false tests to multiple choice, yeah. you know, or there was a tricky one in there, you know. And, uh, this was always the the uh, allure of pure Marxism, as it seemed to give sure. an answer to everything. Historical inevitability, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I was there. You know, it's, yeah. it, it's the reason for fundamentalist approaches to religion. Sure. I mean, I'm Christian, but I don't feel any kindred with Christian right uh, um, sort of approach to things. I really think these these issues belong to personal morality. I mean, if you took the ten, if you take the Ten Commandments, it's interesting how few of them you can talk, turn into laws. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. no stealing and killing. Yeah, right. But I mean, that, have no other gods before me. How do you know? How do you know yeah, that? You know, yeah. thou shalt not envy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And good luck can. with the enforcing the adultery thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. In terms of um, the 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 question of what happens next, is it possible? that Trump will be impeached? Do you think that's considerable? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, on what we, 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 we wouldn't know. You know, I mean, if we were to make a guess about the Russia connections, we'd probably be wrong. Probably be wrong, yeah. But I with know, this kind of lack of impulse control, this kind of incompetence, this kind of inexperience, uh, this kind of loose talk, this could cause a crisis of some kind that could cause him to leave office. I hesitate to speculate about this stuff because of one is sort of superstitiously Irish. You don't yeah, want to yeah. wish for a crisis. Yeah, you know? no, no. That brings, monkeys, it, that brings down the wrath of God. Yeah, I'm right yeah, with you there. Yeah, that's yeah, a monkey's yeah. paw thing, yeah, you know, yeah. is that you could say to yourself, oh, I wish we were rid of President Trump. And you could be really unpleasantly yeah. surprised yeah. by the method by which it happened. Yes. Uh, well, it, it, it strikes me that in, in, in Trump's case, the problem right now is that with Republican majorities in, in both houses, it was really going to take a lot 
to now we talked earlier we mentioned earlier John McCain and, and also Lindsey Graham yeah. could, those guys are in my view clearly ready to lead some kind of a charge uh, if there is an issue that comes big yeah, enough. Yeah, but they're right? both um, they're both pretty steady hands and they're not going to jump on something that won't support their weight. That's right. So, you know, uh, I have a feeling that the nation will muddle through until the uh, congressional election, you know, the midterm congressional election, which is going to, unless things change radically with the Trump administration, that's going to be a big defeat, would be my I, I would, I, even though, even though it would take a lot to make this happen, I'm guessing that either the Democrats win a majority where it's very, very close and the yeah. Republicans have to come in with a really tiny majority. And yeah. even that would change the dynamic a lot. Oh, it, it would. If they it, have a six-vote majority yeah, or something. It, it, it definitely would. And it's going, yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's the problem with the depending upon populism for, for your popularity. Yeah. It burns out fast. I yeah. mean, American populism, well, you know, we haven't had a really populist president. We've really probably only had two, uh, Andrew Jackson. The, uh, who Trump would like to style himself after, yeah. Which yeah. is a horrible role model, I must say. You know, if it be between um, uh, the Trail of Tears, the exp uh, expulsion yeah. of American Indians from everywhere east of the Mississippi, and the horrible uh, uh, suffering that that caused and, and continues, in some ways continues to cause, and, you know, creating America's first depression, uh, yeah, yeah. messing with yeah. the banking system. Uh, yeah, that, but, but you know, that Jacksonian populism burned out pretty quickly. And then the other episodes of populism, like William Jennings Bryan on the left, yes. or, uh, or George Wallace on the right, yes. or, or Joe McCarthy on the right, again, they, they ran their course pretty quickly. Yep. And uh, so you find, you know, if you're, you're leading this populist lemming herd, you know, they can, they, they can turn on you. <laughs> you know? It's like the giant government, you know, for, you know, my warning to liberals yeah. about the giant government, my warning to conservatives about populism is that mobs are unpredictable in their behavior. PJ O'Rourke, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Well, that was fun. That was Salon's Andrew O'Hare speaking with veteran political pundit and humorist PJ O'Rourke. You can watch their conversation and listen to more episodes of Salon Mix at Salon.com. The Salon Mix team is executive producer Lauren Schiller with audio mixing and editing by Ashley Ann Krigbaum. And I'm Erin Keene, your host, managing editor at Salon. Thanks for listening.